Can you imagine what Neville Longbottom's financial future would be like if he had to pay for his parents' long-term care at St. Mungo's? Yeah, what would that be like? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what... Is St. Mungo's is a it? hospital? But it's a religious hospital. It's a mental hospital. It's a mental hospital. Yeah. The thing I don't understand is they're wizards. Yeah. So you, you would think that there are spells and stuff to cure people. Yeah, to fix people when they're really ill. So I, I can get why you would have a hospital to facilitate the spells. Right. But you wouldn't need long-term care. Right. Because you can fix them, right? Yeah. That's a more of like we have a disability and it's, you're not ever going to get them well. And but with a spell with wizards, that's not an issue. Well, apparently it is, and we're going to look into that and more. Uh, so my name is Liz Brunig. This is my husband, Matt Brunig. Matt, if you can say hi. Hello. <clears throat> this is Matt. So Matt is, a, is an interesting specimen because he has never read any Harry Potter books or seen any Harry Potter movies. Is that right? That's right. I mean, I think I've seen on TV, you know, uh, if they're running them on a cable network, I, I might have seen 20, 30 minutes of it sort of in isolation, um, but never, never really followed or understood what was going on. So Matt and I both work in media. We're both writers, and we realized probably during the 2016 election that Matt not knowing anything about Harry Potter was a serious impediment to understanding what people were trying to say in a lot of their political journalism, and uh, it's become an issue again recently. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's just right out, you know, things to learn from Harry Potter, a lot of lists, a lot of explanations of Trump, and I'm just lost. I mean, in most of them, I'm lost. So I gave Matt a syllabus of political articles uh, that are written in the Harry Potter idiom. Uh, let's see, we have Ross Dowsett's The Muggle Problem. We have uh, Heather Willems at the National Review Online, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Balderdash. We have Charlotte Allen's Nine Political Lessons We Can Learn from Harry Potter. Uh, we have The Political Lessons of Harry Potter by Alyssa Rosenberg, my colleague at The Post. Uh, and then I also had you take a BuzzFeed quiz on uh, whether Steve Bannon or Lord Voldemort said it, which you did well on. You got seven out of ten. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's like a Jeopardy sense. You know, you don't yeah. know the answer, but you can if you use your reasoning, you can kind of figure it out. So the point of this Harry Potter syllabus was to see if you could sort of reconstruct uh, a sense of what Harry Potter is about based on on these articles. Uh, sort of like if if an alien got a hold of our journalism, but they didn't actually get a hold of the books or movies, this would be the sense of Harry Potter they would have to reconstruct. Yeah, that that was the the assignment given to me, and you know I did the best I could with what I was given. So let's try to let's try to dive in here. So so who is the protagonist of Harry Potter? Softball one. Well, it's Harry Potter. I didn't pick that up from anything I read, but obviously that's the name of the of the series. So so it's a penimus. Uh What can you tell us about Harry? Harry is uh, mixed race. Okay. That's true, I right. guess. It, well, I don't know, I guess. He's half muggle and half wizard. Uh -huh. I don't know the ratios, but that's my guess. <laughs> okay. And, you know, he makes it into the school, which is only for wizards. So the school is, is racially segregated in the sense that only wizards can go. But if you're half and half and you're, you know, 
good. You're, you you manage to pull off a lot of the wizard stuff. You can get in. So what kind of, how do you get in? Do you have a sense of the admissions process? It's meritocratic, I get I, I mean, I think, you know, you, you, there's some nascent wizardry that you probably have to do. I mean, obviously they don't expect too much because you haven't been schooled yet, but yeah. little tit- tidbits that you can kind of demonstrate of sort of just natural ability. Can you tell us about Harry Potter's personality? No, you know, I mean, in none of the ones I read is Harry, does Harry Potter really get discussed significantly. I mean, he's the good guy, it seems like. And in one of them, they say that he does a lot of kindnesses to people, and that pays him back. Um, so I think in Charlotte's, she says, uh, you know, um, she says, you know, Harry Potter, he helped, you know, one of the lessons, because it's nine political lessons. Nine so political lessons. It's a list, yeah. They're not all political, I wouldn't say. I mean, I guess everything is political these days, whatever, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I guess it's not in that one. Maybe it's in the other one. But anyways, he does a kindness to Draco Malfoy. Uh-huh. And what about his class? What can you tell us about Harry's class? His class at his school? His socioeconomic class? No, I didn't get that. Only that he's biracial. Okay, so so Harry is the kind biracial hero of Harry Potter who gets into a racially segregated school for wizards. Yeah, I mean, I assume he's lower class because the muggles are the lower class, but it seems to be along racial lines as opposed to economic lines per se right so the so the so the wizards are an uh, an upper class a racial overclass yeah and the muggles are a racial underclass yes okay uh who is the primary antagonist of harry voldemort Potter? is voldemort can you tell me about voldemort voldemort i i i get a sense that he is maybe the dean of the school okay Okay. <laughs> it's a little unclear. I mean, at some point it sounds like he's the head of government, but also that he's the head of the school. What makes you think he's the head of the school? Well, because he leads some sort of faction. I mean, they're all it all takes place at the school, as far as I understand. Right. So it's a it's a racial conflict that takes place at a at a private school. Well, it's not a racial conflict because it's all wizards except for some of the mm-hmm. the mixed children. So what do you understand? And he's mixed too. That's one thing I learned. So they're both biracial. He's biracial, but he's kind of like. I, he's kind of like Geert Wilders of the Netherlands. Excuse me? <laughs> Do you know this guy? <laughs> I don't. Have you ever seen a picture? That, you must have seen a picture. He's like, um, he's, uh, he's an odd looking guy. Uh-huh. And I don't know why that is. But if you Google him, you try to learn about him. He's like, he's half Indonesian. Not Maybe not half. I don't know the ratios again. But he has Indonesian ancestry. Okay. And he's in the Netherlands. But he's like super racist. And he runs their like far oh, wow. right party, and he's like really anti-immigrant, That's even bizarre. though he's like Indonesian and, and like like a, doesn't appear Indonesian in appearance, but like obviously looks a little bit different from yeah from Dutch. what you would expect a Dutch yeah just like racist to look like regular. Dutch person yeah. or whatever. So that's um, Voldemort. And and so what do you understand? So this is interesting. What is the nature of the conflict that's taking place at this school? What's it over? Well, so Ross Douthats was probably the clearest. Because let's be clear. Two of the articles you gave me were lessons from Harry Potter. Yeah. So it's like more of like, you know, scripture if you go to... Morals, yeah. Yeah, if you go to like, um, I don't know, a mega church or something and it's mm-hmm. like... Here's a little thing, and then they cite to like a paragraph of whatever, yeah. and like you like get a little self help advice. That doesn't help you understand the story at all. 
you know, the yeah. overarching narrative. That, that's what two of the articles are. So, okay. I mean, it's, okay. but the, the Douthat one, he kind of, yeah. he kind of tries to walk you through it a little bit. And what's going on, it seems like, is you've got two factions in the school, mm-hmm. you know, the Dumbledore faction. Mm-hmm. And the Voldemort faction. Okay. It's unclear to me what Dumbledore's role is. Some, I mean, they talk about his army, but I don't know if that's figurative, or if you know he actually has a kind of like militia, like an um, armed force. Yeah, well, because yeah. in the new, the National Review one, they talk about the wands, and it's like real violent. They're doing wand. So you the have, wands are like guns. You have Dumbledore's militia, and then you have Voldemort's. Yeah, forces. and if it's not clear to me why what Dumbledore's role in the school is if he even has a role in the school yeah. is he an administrator he's trying to bump Voldemort off <laughs> is he the head of one of the fraternities these are unclear to me but there's some battle for something what are, what is the principle what are the principles at hand in this battle yeah so doubt that says and I this is the only thing I have to go on okay that's fine he says that oddly the you would think, okay, so here's the here's the conflict. You've got some egalitarians in the in the system who they're like the muggles, you know, we want them to be equal with everyone. And then the other side is says, no, this is a natural subordinate class, they should be subjugated and so on. But now that says that's not what's going on at all, none of them seem to want the muggles to be equal in a, like, uh, you know, universal suffrage, uh, you know, proletarian revolution sense. It's just some want you to be kind to the underclass and some want you to not be so kind to the underclass. So there's no integration faction here. Yeah, I mean, no one is, like, apparently saying, let's let muggles into our school. Yeah, there's just, so there's a a faction with noblesse oblige. And then a faction that says we should sort of brutally enslave. Yeah, it's about the treatment of the underclass, but the range of opinions is very narrow in the sense that there is no one who's like, let's help them throw off their chains and rule co-equally with us. There's only people who are like, let's be nice to them, treat them nicely, don't like just, you know, enslave them and whatever, like be brutal to them. So what's a muggle? A muggle is a non-wizard. They're, those are the two races in the universe. In the universe. They can't do magic. That's what distinguishes them unless they can't, but, you know, if they have biracial kids, sometimes they can do they magic. Can. So what is it that makes Voldemort bad? He's in the treat the muggles badly camp, even though he is himself partially muggle, which is, I, I assume, a big tension in the book, but that's mm-hmm. not in any of the stuff I've read. Mm-hmm. So who are the other main characters besides Harry and Voldemort? Well, I know there's Hermione. She doesn't actually get a whole lot of play in the stuff I read, but I just pick it up. Yeah, and, you yeah, know, in uh, the ether, yeah. And, you know, Emma Watson? Yeah, that's who portrays her in the Yeah, films. so she's obviously a big star, and yeah. so I assume that has some What's your impression of her character? And you can, you can draw on all the 2016 coverage that included Hermione, too, that might have leaked into your brain. I don't know. I mean, I just get the sense that she's just kind of like Harry's sidekick. Yeah. What about Ron? Did you get any sense of Ron? One of them said that Ron was kind of a little racist and sexist, but he got better. Like, he kind of learned. But he never got rid of it totally, but he figured it out. You know, Hermione was strong, and that taught him that women can be strong. and he, Which he didn't know before. Yeah, and I get this. It's sort of like, you know, like, I don't know, uh, 
he came from like an Irish ethnic enclave of immigrants and he was like a little racist and he was still had his old war old world sensibilities about women and and but as he came into the school he kind of liberalized and that that's my sense of it so Ron is like he's a white working class uh, avatar yeah yeah so one of the questions that uh, that I had after reading through all of these is, uh, what is your impression of a house elf? You know, a house elf is like a like a house slave. Okay. So uh, what do they? What do you get a sense of what they look like? How they relate to the wizards? I, I my sense is they do domestic work. You know, cleaning and cooking and that sort of thing. Well, I assume that's part of the thing, right? Do they get paid? Are they treated well? That's part of the whole conflict is how do you treat the servants? So Harry Potter is a story about how you ought to treat your inferiors. I mean, that's how doubt that presents it. He, he seems to think a lot of people don't pick up on this. So I don't know that that's like what, like in J.K. Rowling's mind. Like my sense when I read the doubt that piece is you have a, someone who thinks, you know, in J.K. Rowling who's writing this like, oh, that she has this, uh, you know, one group that's just super tolerant, loves mm -hmm. diversity and multiculturalism and so on. Um, but, you know, because she's kind of, you know, like a, a mentally limited, like, lib that she doesn't even like realize how weirdly moderate her takes are yeah. on like what you do with we, these elves. We shouldn't or... abuse them. Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, well, you know, we, the elites need to be nicer to the non-elites instead of like, there shouldn't be elites. What are we doing? Like muggles need to be, you know, at the table with us making decisions about the school? Is the school the, the school? government? I don't really <laughs> understand. Like, what does it matter what so school I, kids are doing? I, I was going to ask you, what, do you, what is your sense of the government of, uh, of the world of Harry Potter? It's very closely connected to this school, is what I gather. I mean, maybe this is like a civil service exam type civil institution. service academy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like a police academy or something for the ruling classes. Um... Is this the only school? Are there competing schools? I don't know. I don't know why. There are other schools. Okay, so there are other schools. So I, I don't understand what... There are different factions in this school, and some of them, they love multiculturalism, and some of them are like racist, sort of like bow tie types. And... <laughs> Okay, that's the same at every school. What, that's well, true. What does it have? There are races. What is the impact of that? I mean, outside of just being like, well, you know, the, what you learn on campus and stuff, you go on to implement it in real life. But there seem to be much larger implications than just like how many people leave this school with a proper multicultural outlook. Like, it seems to be like bigger things going on. But there's, they're unclear. The larger things, the, the school is in sharper focus than the than the other issues. It's very are. unclear. And when I'm unclear, is Voldemort a governmental figure? Is he a school figure? Are these one and the same? Is it like a, you know, is it like a weird setup where like the head of the government is the head of the school because the school needs to replicate, you know, almost <laughs> like, you know, I, I assume like, you know, the, the Pope or something is like nominally the head of Catholic, you know, oh, instruction or something. I, I don't know. So we know that uh, they don't have a national health service because Neville is ostensibly paying for his parents' long-term care at St. Mungo's private mental hospital. So, so what does that tell you about the wizarding world? 
I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. Um, where, what is your sense of where this is set? What is the location? You know, the UK. It's in the UK, but none of these people can use the NHS. Uh, because they're wizards. I really don't know. I mean, that's. I just have this one paragraph yeah. where he struggles to pay for his parents' care. So obviously, it's like an alternative UK where the NHS is not is not present. So it takes place in a sort of alternative UK, and then mainly at a school. What is your sense of how the school functions? So it's a wizarding school. They teach them how to to become better wizards and learn spells and advance in their craft. So it's kind of like like a high school basketball academy you know you bring them in and like there's a real emphasis on getting you ready for college or the pros or whatever um so i would say more of a vocational it's type a vocational school. vocational or athletic type uh school um and other than that i don't really gather i assume that's the that's the like general trajectory is learn to wizard learn to wizard learn to wizard but you know in any campus there are these politics you know that go on like i'm at i went to school to learn to become you know uh, a lawyer but there were you know the federalist society and the american constitution society and people are you know chirping back and forth when it's kind of irrelevant to what we're doing in the class and so i assume a lot of that a lot of what's going on plot-wise is that secondary, you know, extracurricular yeah. clubs and organizations. Do you have a sense of who Draco Malfoy is? I gather that he's the head of, uh, like, a fraternity on, on the campus that is sort of right-wing. Okay, that's fair. That's actually pretty fair. Uh, so, so putting it all together, Harry Potter is the story of a mixed-race protagonist who is kind and who goes to a school that maybe is the locus of government in his area and on the school grounds there are conflicts between various political factions but they're actually very limited in range there there's sort of a, you sort of have like a Whiggish fraternity and then you have like a slightly more liberal Whiggish fraternity. And they're fighting it out sort of over how you treat the racial underclasses, which include house elves and muggles. Yes, that's my sense of it. I mean... So it's, a, it's an argument between campus fraternities that turns literally violent. Yes, yes. Well, and I don't know how serious the magic is. Like, do people die? Yeah, they do. Uh, they yeah. die from it's the magic. It's really violent. So, yeah. yeah, so that's kind of weird to me. I don't know why it gets so violent when it seems like the range of disagreement is not that great. So it would be like if the young adults for liberty got into it with the young Republicans and, and they fought to the death. Yeah. But again, like I say, there's part of it I don't understand. Is there a larger governmental function here? Because, you know, people will obviously will go to war over disagreements that relate to, like, actual politics as it's implemented in a society. And so part of me feels like that there's something else. This is either connected to the government or there's some <laughs> other... There, so the, there is a government. It's called the Ministry of Magic. Okay. Okay. And... It's like it's it's parliamentary, I think. Okay, who who can vote in it? I don't know. That's a good question. Muggles can't vote in it. Does anyone say why can't Muggles vote? 
I mean, it's a good question because wizards have a lot of power over the world. Right, and muggles outnumber them, as I understand it. Yeah, certainly. So they they're... should have the biggest group in Parliament. So the, the, the big issue that we're overlooking in Harry Potter is that muggles should have suffrage. Suffrage for sure? More than that? Yeah. I mean, obviously you wouldn't send them to a wizard school if it requires a certain genetic you know, ability. Right. That, but, you know, they should have similar schools, at least similarly funded schools that, you know, presumably, you, you know, there's all sorts of things you can do that doesn't, that don't involve magic. And So, I mean, based on your reading, muggles have to find a way to contend with the wizards, potentially violently. Well, part of me wonders, like, is, is the wizardry so strong that even with their numbers, they couldn't, like... Overwhelm them. Yeah, it's one of those things. But, like, it's can like, you use spell to stop a nuclear weapon, for instance? They don't have governments that have nuclear weapons. We do. Yeah. Should we eradicate them, the wizards? Certain factions among them want to eradicate us, I think. Who's us? Muggles. You oh. and I. Um, you know, I don't know. It's hard to, I don't know enough about the universe. You know, can the, can the wizards be reformed? Can they, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it could be so bad that, yeah, it's better to wipe them out and just have a muggle. <laughs> we just have to crush them. Not in a like mean way, but just to well, say, hey, like here's done. the problem, right? They're too yeah. powerful. Yes, if that's the issue, right? <laughs> you, if you have a group that's that powerful that they can just snap their fingers and completely <laughs> dominate you, and it's genetic, then yeah, you kind of gotta, you know, wipe wipe them out. So uh, at the end of the day, Harry Potter is still friend to humanity. He has to be stopped, and Voldemort too. Well, he doesn't. He, he might be a friend and, you know, it's a sort of, it's an issue of power, like you said. So he might be a really good guy, but in the long run, that genetic line that's producing these wizard powers, so Harry, maybe he should just not, you know, you leave can, children or whatever. You can allow Harry Potter to live, but you have to sterilize him. <laughs> I'm saying that from what I understand that would make sense or you know I don't you know maybe the wizards can be sort of tamed and you know and be used for good I mean presumably those powers are very important and might help do you trust help. them though I mean look at like almost half of them are, are on Voldemort's side yeah I mean that's a also the, all of them have house elves are you going to forgive that well and the range of their opinion goes from like center left to far right there's no <laughs> There's no, like, liberationist, you know, faction in the school, which is a little suspicious. I there mean, should be at least be some, you know what I'm saying? It something if you have a lot of teenagers and none of them. None of them. I mean, if you are, went to Liberty University, there's probably... A one anarchist. There's probably, yeah, three or four, like, you know, you know, like, Maoists or something, like, kicking yeah. around in the school, and apparently there's none of that here. There's just, like, treat them better or don't you know, treat them as an underclass. So the verdict we've come to on Harry Potter from Matt's point of view is that the wizards probably need to be wiped out. Uh, and, and that it's very odd that they're having a sort of intramural school-based battle on, on, nobe on no basically noblesse oblige. Yeah, the stakes don't seem to be commensurate with the level of violence. If it's just a inner, you know, like I was a campus activist and, you know, we had our run-ins with, you know, it's the student government and, 
but it never th- occurred to me like well, I should beat someone up or something like that over it because it's you know it's a small at the end of the day it's not a not a big big deal. What can we learn from Harry Potter? What can it teach us? Well, I mean, the intended, as far as I can tell from like J.K. Rowling's tweets and you know some of the other coverage, you know, the big thing is multiculturalism and diversity and tolerance of different groups of people. Again, we went over the limited uh, sense of what that means, uh, just treating people kindly as opposed to making them equal uh, with you. Um, That seems to be the main main thrust of it is multiculturalism. So in, in Harry Potter, even the good guys are reactionary. They can't be trusted and they have to be stopped. Thank you very much, Matt. Thank you everyone who listened. Maybe we'll do more of these. Let us know what you think.